Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, September 27, 2021, and this is day 1297 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you and honor you. We surrender all to you. Thank you so much for waking us up to see a beautiful day that you created just for us. Help us to go forth and make the most of this day, fulfilling the purpose that you've given us, and that we will have an attitude of joy. Thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is a joyful attitude. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're going to be coming out of Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 13. This is such an awesome passage. I really really enjoy this a lot and it's so powerful. So, uh we'll be coming out of again Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 13. And it says, and this is again Paul speaking. I want to make sure I, I let you know that that this is Paul speaking and encouraging uh, the people that live in uh, Philippi. So he says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." I will say it again: Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. So that means don't worry. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Now, the, the we'll go over this a little bit more in my points, but um this is so amazing to me because Paul is outlining how we should even think because we're going to get in situations, you know, where it may be tough, it's going to be challenging, it's going to be hard. And what we need to do is check ourselves and and do like um when we do the check then we change our trajectory, all right? So if if needed. So when we um, go about and look at things and compare our thinking to what he's given us this list of. So what is what we're thinking about true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? You know, is it lovely? Is it uh, admirable? 
And so think like, begin to check yourself with things like, with these very words. And I do that often myself. And then I have to think, all right, all right, what's pure? And I think about uh, my granddaughter or, you know, when you you have dogs or, you know, how pure they are and innocent. Um, you think about people you come in touch with and contact with over the years. And there was a lady in my life uh, many years ago um, named Sister Evelyn. And, and she was just probably one of the most admirable people I could ever meet. Uh, I've met in a long time. And I think about her, you know, certain things and things that she did. And, uh, and, and the most of all is Jesus Christ. Uh, but he's, he's giving us um, things that we can think about and see in others because he used himself as an example. And here he is in prison, Paul is, while he's writing this letter. And he says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern uh, for me. He said, indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. And he says, I am not saying this because I am in need or for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. So he says, I, let me read that again. He says, I am in need because I am in need for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. When I read that, it's like, okay, I want to know that secret. Help me to know so that when I am not doing well, how do I remain content? Or when I'm doing over the top, how do I stay at that even keel? He says, here's what it is. And always remember this. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. That's the New International Version. The King James Version says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is what we have to tell ourselves all the time. I can do, you know, it might be insurmountable, the issue that you're facing. And and based upon the world standard, world system, absolutely. But based upon the kingdom, oh my goodness, absolutely not. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. See, we are now kingdom people. So we live uh, based upon kingdom principles, based upon what God has given us. All right. So no longer based upon the worldly system. So Paul learned the secret and he said, whatever situation I'm in, I know how to remain content. You know, I don't have to get down and out because things are going my way today. Then, And then he gives us even more like what to think about. So this is going to help you. Okay, is this lovely what I'm talking about? Is it truth? You know, am I... Uh, Am I also uh, acknowledging uh, the praiseworthiness in this situation? Is there something to be praiseworthy? Is it gossip? You know, is it lying about somebody? Is it putting someone else down? Well, that lets me know. I don't need to be thinking like that. I need to go, you know, because, and, and I can make this happen because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So learning how to see beyond what our situation is, is and seeing Jesus and knowing that one day you will be with him. 
we will be with him, right? <laughs> Point number one, you might wonder how on earth do I rejoice when everything around me is caving in? My job may be ending. I'm dealing with an aging parent uh, who needs help. My body is no longer doing the things it used to do. My baby's daddy or baby's mother does not contribute I'm trying to raise grandchildren after raising my own children or or because their parents choose to do drugs or or whatever the situation may be. So you're telling me to rejoice through all this mess? Yes. What I love about this teaching is that Paul himself, as I just said, um, is teaching us to rejoice while he himself is in prison. Yes, for preaching the word of God. He gives us great direction on how to live a joyful, peaceful life. So he says, rejoice. First of all, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Always rejoice in the Lord. Don't base it off of how you feel. Don't base it off of what the news says or or, or what you're going through at that moment. You know, every time I wake up and I my feet hit that floor, I I rejoice in the Lord. I thank God because I can I I've got breath in my body. I've got I've got uh, the breath of God. He's given us His breath, right? And so I rejoice in the Lord always. Second, be gentle in the way we treat all people. Third, remember that the Lord will be coming to get us any day. Now, that's what Paul was telling them. Uh, Fourth, don't worry about anything, but pray about every situation, presenting our request to God with thanksgiving. So we're thanking him in advance. We're giving it to him and saying, thank you, Lord, for working this out so that, you know, Father, I have the money that I need to take care of every single bill and interest or whatever it is, and to get out of debt, show me how to get out of debt, and then be obedient and do what he says. And thank you, Lord, for making a way in Jesus' name. End it in Jesus' name, always, all right? Number five, when we do this, God's peace that goes beyond our understanding guards our hearts, you know, our emotions and minds and Christ Jesus, all right? And then, so we take on the mind of Christ, Six, he tells us how to think. Our mind should be on things of truth, nobility, righteousness, purity, loveliness, admirable, excellence, and things that are praiseworthy. Number seven, put into practice what we've learned. Now it's time to walk the talk. We don't just talk about it and read about it and and post it up on our walls. Now it's time to take action. Begin to do these things. And if you fall down, it's okay. Get back up. Keep doing it over and over. I can't begin to tell you (laughs) how many times I have to do stuff over and over and over and repent and ask God for forgiveness and get back on track. See, now as we grow in Christ, it's about how are you thinking? What's on your mind? You might not be cussing people out or going off on them like you used to do, but what are your, what's your thoughts? What are you, you know, what are you contemplating? What are you fearful of? And, and, and fear is not of God. You know, God said, I didn't give you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So we need to accept and receive that and begin to walk in that. Number eight, um, know the secret to be content. Uh, And that is, I can do all things 
through Christ who strengthens me. And and say it all the time. You know, get that memorized in your heart and say that all the time. Whatever obstacle comes your way, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I've had the privilege of knowing so many people that have this great, joyful attitude. My mom is one. You know, every time we encounter her, she's just extremely joyful all the time. And I think that is a beautiful thing. Uh, My neighbors, my neighbor that lived across the street from me before she went home to be with the Lord about maybe a good five years ago, um, my husband would go over and, and do work for her at her house and something might break down. And he would do that for a lot of ladies, uh, especially ladies of seniors who were widow widows and her husband had passed away before her. And we, we got to know her. And I remember when her husband passed, I took her over uh, some cinnamon rolls and dinner rolls and things like that. And she was so happy and so grateful. And one day she called me. Uh, and she said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, just kidding. You know, nothing. It was in the evening. I said, just uh, preparing to get ready to go to bed after a while. She goes, well, come on over here. And I had on my pajama pants, you know, and a t-shirt. She said, just come on over. I've got something for you. And I thought, okay. And I went over and she gave me this beautiful fur coat. And she said, I am giving people uh, that I love. I'm giving them their gifts now while I'm still alive and while they're still alive before I go home to be with the Lord. She said, I don't want people fighting over my stuff and I want to make sure to give it to the people that I want to give it to. And she said, now take that baby and you take it. I'm like, oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Miss Carter. I just, it just blew me away. I wasn't thinking about anything like that. And she gave me that. I still have it to this day. And uh, another neighbor of mine years and years ago, this must have been a good, oh my gosh, a good 40 years ago, um, we were uh, living next door to Miss Kirby, uh, a wonderful older woman in her 80s and a little Mustang. She would drive (laughs) just to church and to the grocery store and back home. And and I would go over her house sometimes, and, and I've shared her story before. She was so immaculately clean. Her stove looked like it had never been used. She she reused her foil. Everything was just immaculate in her house, and it was beautiful. And she, she lived through the Great Depression, and uh, she would tell me about that from t- uh, time to time. And, Not often, but I remember her sharing that. And um, one day she said, come in here, baby. I want to show you something. And she took me to her bedroom and she pulled open her beautiful big dresser drawer. And there was this pretty outfit laid there. And uh, she said, this is what I am going to be buried in. And I said, oh, okay. I'd never met anybody that knew, you know, that had planned like that and knew. And she said, yep, this is... This is what I'm going to be buried in. And and we just talked and she sat in her favorite chair and um, I admired this table that she had and said, oh, Miss Kirby, this is such a pretty table, her dining room table. And she told me where, how she got it and all that stuff. Well, I would say, I don't know when it was, but she passed on and went to be with the Lord. And her son, uh, I remember him coming over and he said, my mom has passed and 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 told me how she did she she 
passed away uh, in her sleep. I, I like to call it transitioning. She transitioned from this world to be with the Lord in her sleep, in her favorite chair. And he said, she wanted me to give you something. And I said, really? And he gave me her dining room table. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. It just, things like that. I mean, what a joyful heart for people to be thinking about others and what they want to give them now, you know, and and taking care of them or, or leaving to them when they pass on. And and I often think about the legacy that I'm going to leave for my children and, and even children that are mine in Christ and my sisters and brothers and my sisters and brothers in Christ. What, what am I leaving them? And the best thing I can leave them is a joyful attitude and share that with them, just like Paul did. And he said, use me as an example, you know, and, and that's one of the best things we can do is share with others, you know, what what we're able to accomplish in Christ and and be that example for them. What about you? What is it that the Lord has put on your heart? You might be struggling with something. You know what? Go to the Lord, give it to him and and take on the joyfulness of Christ and uh, have take on that attitude of Christ. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.